0: Hello and welcome to another edition of The Stew with JT Brew. I'm Justin Taylor, your host. Uh, Joining me will be Brian Toast-Clark for this edition of NHL Around the Ice. We are going to do a mid-season Eastern Conference mock draft of the Atlantic Division. So stick with us here. You're in the stew. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a scrub To so start an institute. Make evaluations like a commission to do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room. I bet your roster in picking choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than simple. Poo, sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones Stupid different groups. Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups. I introduce. You this Hey Toast, how you doing? Uh we're gonna go over the Atlantic Division. How is the uh the New Year's
1: Absolutely great, JT. I was lucky enough to uh go to a uh a New Year's Eve wedding. Uh that was kind of fun. Um so I'm glad that hockey is kind of back in full swing now after the holidays. Uh, we're getting a lot of Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday games. And uh, for those uh, hockey managers who are really looking to maximize their starts, you got to be looking for those Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday starts. So, uh, But, yeah, yeah, absolutely, JT. Uh, we've had a little bit of technical difficulties tonight. Uh, I think we're, we're past those. We're ready to go ahead and uh, do our mock uh, midseason draft as it pertains to the Atlantic Division.
0: Yeah, so let me uh, kind of set it up here for all the listeners. This is our second in the series. Uh We're doing the Atlantic tonight. So we're going to go through. Me and Tosh are going to switch back and forth, drafting guys on basically uh, where we to think about them fantasy-wise, their value, who we want on our team at this point in the season, midway through the year. We're going to build 23-man rosters, um consist of four lines, uh, with six defensemen, two goalies, four bench spots, kind of get you guys set up. Toast is going to get the first pick. I'm going to get the second pick of this one. A little scoring breakdown, kind of how we looked at it as far as, you know, how guys know the value in our mind. Uh, We went with four points per goal, two points per assist, two points for a shorthanded goal. Game-winning goal is an extra bonus point. Hits .25, blocks .25. Goalie wins are three points, saves are 0.1, and goals allowed is uh, negative 0.5. So Atlantic Division, Boston, Buffalo, Detroit, Florida, Montreal, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, and Toronto. We're going to ignore minor injuries right now when we're doing this. If somebody's nicked up right now, we're not going to take that in consideration. Obviously, guys that have, you know, know, huge major injuries, you know, we'll discuss that a little bit. But, Toast, let's bring it up here. A lot of talent in this division. Let me bring up the board for everybody so you guys can see it. And here it is. This is kind of a breakdown. You can see here, guys that we drafted, where we took them at, what round they went in, all that good stuff. And so we'll kind of break those through as we get out on toast. Why don't you get us started off since you had the first pick in this Atlantic Division mock draft?
1: Yeah, JT. And, and what I'll uh, say uh, before we really get started in the draft is, is uh, we did the Central Division last uh, last week. And man, does this Atlantic division they got a I mean they have a lot of depth in this Atlantic division? Um so um it really uh I would say our um the way we drafted and the way we actually approached this draft was slightly different. Um I would say uh, man our lines one, two, and threes are really stacked, really, really stacked as a comparison to last week. But uh I started off this draft and uh and, you know th- having a number one pick it was really easy for me to come out and actually get austin matthews and center my uh, my top line um and i really want to go uh, heavy on goals uh, but two i knew that it was two really elite right wingers out there so i knew that i could have either one of them and i decided to go ahead and get matthews to at least win that position in my mind knowing i could at least have one of those two right wings who i felt were the second and the third best players in this draft
0: yeah and in case anybody's looking at the screen trying to kind of break it down we didn't do it in draft order so in case you're looking at the screen trying to figure out kind of where we're looking at toast team is on the left on the screen and if anybody listening on a podcast we'll read it out to you in case you're not watching on youtube on the right side of the screen is my team jt's team and if you look at the number next to the guy we basically broke it down in the red is uh, our first line green is our second line Light blue is our third line. Uh, purple is our fourth line. Then the kind of orangish-brown is our defenders. Then the blue is our goalies. And then the gray is our bench spots. And next to those guys, we have listed in the round we drafted them in. So in case you're following this and you're trying to look at it on YouTube, you know this will kind of help you follow a little bit uh, where those guys were picked. So Toast started things off. He took Matthews from uh, Toronto Maple Leafs with the number one overall pick. I came back. Uh, it was between, you know, like you said, the two stud right wingers for me, was, it was going to, it was going to be pasta or Kucherov. I, uh, I think Kucherov is just playing out of his mind this year. I love what he's doing. Pasta's having a great year too, but, but for me, Kucherov was the guy. So I got that number one right winger and he was my first round pick. Toju came back, took pasta in the second round. And I came back and matched it with you know one of if anybody listens to this they know one of my favorite guys is, is William Nylander. he's been he's been a spark on the other side of, of Matthews for the Maple Leafs so I I came back and I took in my first line my left winger I took Nylander as my second pick and then you jumped back as we kind of took some of these high end teams we wanted all the studs you came back with Stamkos in the third for your left winger on your first line and then I came back and actually jumped to my second line uh, in the third round with Brady Kachuk from Ottawa, and then refilled out my fourth line with uh, Dylan Larkin for the Red Wings in the fourth. You took Barkov from Florida. So let's discuss some of those guys and some of those picks.
1: Yeah, so JT, when we come out of the gate and I go Matthews um, as my center one, and you go Kucherov with your right wing one, and then I come back with Pasternak for my right wing one, So I got Matthew's pasta and you got uh, Kucherov. You come back with Nylander. Those four guys right there. Those are players that I believe that are in a league of their own, Uh, especially this year and maybe moving forward or not, but that is the tier one of players right there. So it was pretty easy for us to kind of go back and forth and kind of throw some punches there back and forth. But really after that, Then that's when the draft got a little interesting. And I come back in the third round of the the round off my top line with Steven Stamkos. Okay. So I decided I was going to go ahead and go a little goal heavy, goal scoring heavy. I really want to emphasize goal scoring. Um, You'll kind of see that throughout here. And you get Brady Kachuk, who's probably my favorite player in the NHL. I mean, just does a little bit of everything, a great pick. And you're getting Larkin in the fourth round. And I get Barkoff in the fourth round. I'd say, again, our teams are pretty even at that point. But if you look at my top line in comparison to your top line, traditionally, I'm going for those guys. Matthews and Pasternak both actually can score 60 goals in a season. Stamkos has actually scored 50 goals in a season before. Nylander, Lurkin, and Kucherov. Those guys are steady Eddie. I would say that they actually get goals and assist. They're a little bit more balanced, you know, so uh, that, that was kind of my thought going into this is I really want to load up on those goal scores.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. I thought you definitely had the goal advantage as far as like as guys that can really put the puck in the net. My guys can do a little bit of everything. And you know, and I, I like that. I had to get Larkin. I loved getting Larkin in the fourth round for me. Thought about going him in the third. I know you like Brady Kachuk. So I knew he was coming back. So I'm like, I gotta get Kachuk right now if I'm gonna get him. Uh and when the little bit of hits, it, obviously, if you're in a bangers league, that's counts more points for hits and blocks. Kachuk's gonna be up there even farther up the list uh for you, depending on how many points you're scoring for that. But I thought loving him. As my second line, third wing, uh, left winger. And then we came back. Again, you got Barkov. I came back and got Point for Tampa as my second uh, line center, who I loved. Uh, then I also got Reinhardt from Florida as my right winger on my second line, who's just been absolutely on fire this year. You added Mashad uh, in the fifth, uh, Marshawn in the fifth, and Marner. Uh, in the sixth. And then when you got Marner in the sixth, I thought that was a great pick. I love that there.
1: Yeah, I, w- I was pretty surprised to see Marner there in the sixth. Um, but then again, I really think I may have made a mistake by taking Stamco so early as well. I mean, uh, in my mind, uh, they're going to put up equal statistics uh, from um, goals and assists if you combine them together. Um, but again, uh, um, I'm really going high on that goal scoring there. JT, I really like what you did with Reinhardt, uh, getting him in the sixth round, even after I actually took Marner. Um, Reinhardt is a guy I expected to fall off. Now I think in about three or four shows ago, I was like, you know what? This guy's got 17, 18 goals. He's shooting at a blistering 24%, 25%. That's not going to keep up. But guess what? Here we are two, three weeks later. He has kept it up. He's up to like 23 or 24 goals. He's still shooting well over 20%, and he doesn't seem to be slowing down. We're at, the, what the, we're at like the 37, 38 um, game mark, somewhere around there. I don't know. We're, we're closing in on the halfway mark. I thought he would have dropped off by now. He hasn't. Uh, in my mind, the steal of the draft so far, and again, Marshawn, Barkov, and Marner for my second line, Uh, given my first line there as well. That's a heck of a top six. All right, a heck of a top six. But (laughs) Reinhardt, that was the first chance you may have taken. But again, I don't really think it's too much of a chance. Uh, Listeners out there, I would say, if you have a chance to maybe get Reinhardt in a trade and somebody's thinking this is a buy high time, I don't think he's going to cool off anytime soon. He would have done it by now. Um, Kachuks actually really hasn't, uh, got into the form. We're actually used to him getting Reinhardt's actually gobbling up all of those goals. Um, they're winning right now. So the formula they're using is actually working. Uh, I would, I would definitely see about acquiring Reinhardt for sure. But I JT, I love that pick.
0: Yeah. They come back and, uh, and then you sort of jumping in here on your third line and you finally got, uh, we went with the first two demon off the board here on these next two rounds.
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, I went ahead – I got the brinket, uh in my seventh round there. And I knew when you'd actually take him, JT, and you yeah. come back with uh, Matthew Kachuk. And again, that's a, that. he's got the high ceiling, uh, and he really yeah. hasn't got going yet. For him to be on your third line is pretty amazing. But Rasmus Darlene, you were pretty sneaky to actually get him in the seventh round there. Um, if you look at Darlene, the way he's actually scoring right now, man, he's scoring up there with all of those second-line guys, with Marshawn and Barkov and Marner kachuk point reinhardt he's right up there in scoring in most gen, uh standard formats with those guys uh so donling was by far in a way the best fantasy defenseman on the board there you get him to seventh and i decide you know what i better come back and get headman um in the eighth round at least go ahead and equal you that position i didn't want you to have both of them uh but l- let me talk about headman a little bit uh Coming into the season, really everybody thought that Hedman was going to go ahead and uh, and start on power play two and take a back seat the back seat to Mikhail Sergachev, who really had a a heck of a year last year. Um, and really, Sergachev has had an injury riddled season. And when he has been out there, he hasn't been as nearly as productive as last year. And guess what? Hedman's doing what Hedman normally does. So um, Hedman, uh, for those owners, actually think that eh, you know Hedman, uh, his time is actually coming gone. Uh, he's ready to actually hand over the reins. Not so fast. Another guy, Hedman, I would actually maybe look on buying, uh, I wouldn't say so low, but actually trading for right now if you can actually acquire Hedman in a trade because they got Vasilevsky back, um, Tampa Bay. Um, they were really giving up a ton of shots on goal, really are actually uh, not playing a great defense like we're accustomed to seeing them doing. I think they'll have a better second half of the season. I think Hedman's going to be a real, really good get.
0: Yeah, I like that. Pick. I Darlene's a guy I got in our home league. I know me and you have talked about a trade with him. He has just been a beast. He's the number one scorer, defender, defensive player in our home league. He has just been phenomenal for the Sabers. I wanted to make sure I got him, so I I went maybe a little early. But like you said, you came back with Hedman because you were like, "Hey, if you get, I don't want to give him the two top defensive guys," which I totally understand. I mean, we went back and forth, uh, seventh round, and then and you you went with him in the eighth. You know, I came back with Kachuk, which he's been down this year. Uh, another guy I love down for him, but in the eighth round and in a draft like this, I've, I've got to take him right there just to think, hope that he turns around the second half of the year and really starts, you know, doing what he's done most of his career. So I like that in the eighth um, coming back in the ninth after I took Donnie it's like it's, for some reason you get those defensive players and those goalies. You kind of think about them together. Like, do I how early do I want to take one? Who who do I want to get? Uh, Bobrovsky's been phenomenal. For the panthers so far this year i wanted uh to get one of those guys you took badleski because now he's back healthy for tampa he's a guy probably in your regular draft dropped big time because he was hurt first half of the season people probably didn't want to mess with him and hold him and if they did they wanted to get a value on him so when you got him in the ninth i knew i had to come back with bob i had to get bob i had to get that second guy in and he's been very solid this year so then i felt like we were on even keel there. We both had a top defenseman. We both had a top goalie. And then it was kind of like, okay, what other positions uh, do we need to, to fill out from there? You went Batherson, who I love. I came back with Tage Thompson from the Sabres, a, a guy that, you know, has looked really good. You went with a little more experience again, Tavares from the Maple Leafs in the 11th. Uh, I came back with one of our favorite guys, Patrick Kane, who's, He's come back with a vengeance lately. If you if he dropped in your regular draft, if you were doing a midseason draft, he would be way up there compared to where he went in the regular season uh, when he wasn't signed. He's been really good lately for the Red Wings. So I went with him the 11th, uh, and then – Let's talk about those guys first before I jump into the 12th, 13th, 14th. Kind of let me know, what what were you thinking with some of those picks? You, you just talked about Hedman, but talk about uh, uh Batherson, Tavares, some of those guys.
1: Yeah, I'll start off with Batherson, who I took in the 10th round. Uh, Batherson's really been, uh, I'd say, steady Eddie on that, um, on, on that offense or Ottawa. Man, Ottawa right now, JT. Man, they 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 have been one of the biggest disappointments in H NHL. Um it's been pretty pretty it's been pretty bad. Um Stutley, you would you if you look at his stats, he's been a point per game player, but only seven goals, 27 assists. That's not what I expected out of him. I really expected uh not so much a flip-flop, of course, but I expected more balance, more like you know, maybe 14 or 15 goals and more like 15 assists, and really balance that out a little bit more, but it really hasn't been the case. Batherson's had that balance. If you actually look at him, I think it's more like 14 goals, 15 assists. He's got a little bit more hits as well. He's been the better play early on in the season if the guys had drafted Batherson later in drafts compared to Stutzley, who was really supposed to be the big hit, and he wasn't. You know, so Batherson, I really, really liked him. But man, you came back in the 10th and got Tage Thompson as well. Tage has been hurt. Buffalo's been down. Those teams together, Ottawa and Buffalo. they're 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 like brothers right now man uh they're they're doing the exact same thing they're underperforming they've actually had a little bit of injury well actually a lot of injuries ottawa's had a lot of injuries on the blue line uh and buffalo's just been injury riddled altogether or whatnot but tage thompson can be primed to have a good second half of the season nothing could actually went worse for him in his first half Um, when he's been in there um, he's actually been productive um, but again, injuries that just kept them out, but I like the, what the chance you took trying to take him in the 10th round there, the high upside, same thing that you actually did with Matthew Kachuk. Why not? I mean, earlier in the season, both those guys would have been boy, ADP, uh, probably anywhere from 10 to 15, both of them. And you get them both on the third line. That's great value. That's, I mean, that's, that's amazing value right there. Um, so, and also to recap, I want to talk about. A, a little bit about um, um, uh, Tavares there. I took him in the 11th, and you got Patty Kane in the 11th as well. Tavares, I was shocked he was actually there at the 11th. And I think you and I probably just maybe forgot about him there a little bit, just kind of uh, trying to uh, um, you know, uh, uh, target positions at this point. You already mm-hmm. had uh, Lorick, and you already had Point as well. And I got Tavares in the 11th. And you know what? Honestly, Tavares may be just as good as Barkov. And I took it the four. So it's kind of funny how these head-to-head drafts go. And again, we we understand these are pretty unorthodox drafts the way we do it. Mm-hmm. But JT, but before I hand this back off to you, I want to talk about Patrick Kane a little bit. Uh, Kane, um, everybody thought that since Kane and his age and everything else, I believe he's 34 years old, 33 or 34 years old. And um, coming back from that uh, that hip surgery, that really – a couple other players have had. And quite frankly, when they come back from those, they have not been productive at all. They forget that Patrick Kane is the best American born player who ever lived. And since he's been with the uh, back with Detroit, he has been a point per game player. He has started to actually score goals as well. He's putting the puck on net. Um, I think he's already up to 50 shots on goals somewhere around there. Kane is a guy who's playing like a top 25 player right now at his age. And if anybody knows Kane, Uh, Being a Hawks fan, I actually know him as well. He works harder than anybody. I mean, so, again, that can be another guy that you can go out and try to get and drafts and uh, try to acquire. Maybe give somebody who's maybe overperforming a little bit. Put it this way, JT. um, If you could end up uh, giving up um, a guy like Frank Vetrano, who's got, uh, I mean, having a career season for Patrick Kane. I'd do that right now in an absolute heartbeat, even though Vetrano is having a heck of a season. It doesn't matter because Patrick Kane, I believe, will outscore Petroner, um the rest of the way. Um, and, and a lot of fantasy owners may not, may not realize that.
0: Yeah. Kane so far, six goals, seven assists, 13 points, uh, and limited action since coming back. Uh, he's only played in 14 games. I mean, that, there you go. I, I mean, I, like most people, thought, okay. I still think he's got talent. I still think he's going to be good. I didn't expect him to come right back and be this good right away. I thought it was going to take some, him some time to kind of really get it together, get his legs under him, feel through the injury. But, man, he has looked way better. It's looking like a fantastic signing so far for the Red Wings.
1: Yeah, it it, it really is. And I, I know we won't sit here and harp on this a little bit, um, but I, I think everybody just needs to understand that when you're dealing with greatness, and he is truly great, he's different than everybody else. And and I, I think a lot of people forget that, especially at his age, thinking, well, he's older. He's not going to be as productive. I can tell you right now, you can go ahead and take it to the bank on this podcast. Health aside, and again, Kane doesn't actually carry a lot of weight on his frame. Uh, he should actually uh, be fairly healthy for moving forward here. He has four to five really good years left in Mm him, And anybody that thinks any different, again, just didn't watch Patrick Kane for a decade like I did. Um, And and the dedication he actually uh, puts to his body. Uh, He is in the best shape of anybody um, and actually puts to the game. He's always the first and last player off the ice as well. And and, and every uh, skate that is optional, he's there. I guarantee he's actually there. Uh, It'll be interesting to see next year, um with that three-year deal uh Kane signed on uh um what type of leadership he has in that locker room and if he wears the A you know I don't imagine he's going to take the C away from Larkin, but uh, I would imagine he's definitely going to be an assistant captain there's no doubt
0: Yeah I've, he's been he's been great so far um I came back in the 12th I went with Nick, uh, Nick Suzuki from Montreal They've actually been better than I thought they would be. They've had a little more offense than we maybe were expected. He right now sit with 12 goals, 22 assists for 34 points on the year. I, you know, I I was looking at trying to fill out my line. I was like, Hey, it's the number one scorer on a team. I got to get him in my lineup. So I, I, he's one guy kind of, as we're going through we're falling. I'm taking some of the high upside guys. Then we think about some of the older players. Now I'm like, okay, who are we missing? Oh Suzuki, a guy on the Canadians that nobody's thinking about. So I came back, got uh, Suzuki in the twelfth, thirteenth. I had to go with Lucas Raymond from Detroit I, again. One of my my I, I'm a Red Wings fan that I, I I tell her to celebrate that. Take that with a grain of salt on on some of these drafts. sometimes I'll take my guys a little earlier. Uh, but I love what Raymond's been doing this year. Uh, so I liked him in the thirteenth, and then went back to some of that experience uh, with jerome from from Ottawa uh, in the fourteenth round.
1: Yeah, so, uh, JT, you, you got uh, Suzuki, Raymond, and Drew. And uh, before I go to mine, I'll just want to talk briefly about that. You you won a team, kind of like you did last week when we were in the Central Division. Uh, you actually won, a, you won another team there, uh, but uh, you, you won that team. You got Suzuki. You got the best player uh, that, that they have to offer uh, for a third-line center. Lucas Raymond. Um, Lucas Raymond, uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, JT, because Raymond's having a great season so far for the 21 or 22 year old he is. And uh, you and I have him in our cap league, in our dynasty league, and uh, he's got that $925,000 entry level contract. And it'll be interesting to see specifically what he gets. Uh, You got to think that he's in a neighborhood, uh, you know, I don't think he's, he's better to get, he's better um, player than to actually get a bridge deal. I don't think he's going to accept any type of bridge deal. Um, he's gonna go ahead and command at least six to the or five to eight years, somewhere around there. And I would imagine he's gonna get somewhere in the neighborhood of seven million dollars. Um, I mean, so he's one of the uh, up and coming uh stars in the league. Um, Detroit, uh they're they're kind of loaded with all those guys. They really, really are. Love the Lucas Raymond there. And uh it'll be interesting to see if we can keep him, which I think we plan on. Keeping him, we're gonna yeah. We love to keep <laughs> him if
0: we can. the The biggest thing for Raymond, if anybody just is looking at overall stats, his overall stats are are pretty great right now for the year. Yeah. Eleven goals, twenty assists, thirty one points so far, um, in thirty eight games. So you know he's just under pretty that awesome. goal. Now he's just under that point per game. But here's the thing: he has been real streaky this year. So his points have come in bunches, as you saw uh last night against San Jose three assists in that game, uh, a couple nights, uh, I think maybe a week ago, had two assists against Philly. So where he'll get you is occasional. He'll have like a four or five-game scoreless streak, but then he'll come back and he'll get you two, three, four points in in a game. So that's the one thing about Raymond. That's why he falls a little farther down on my list, especially since we're doing redraft. Obviously, Dynasty, he's – Farther up my list, big time, uh, with the age and everything he's got ahead of him at 21 years old, especially if the Red Wings can keep him. Uh, so that's why he falls a little farther. But man, yeah, I, I've loved what I've seen out of him. You're just you're gonna get a little hit and miss with him, but man, he's gonna put some big games together for you.
1: Yeah, and, and in comparison, JT, you're uh, 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, so you already took Suzuki, Raymond, and Giroux. Um, I went ahead and took uh, Berhagi. Uh, I got Stutzley and I also took my first bench spot in, in Jeff Skinner. Um, so I, I think really think that the big story here is Stutzley. Uh Stu was uh in most formats a top 20, 25 player. Um, and really he just again, it hasn't been bad. If you look at him, he's got I think seven goals, 27 assists, 34 points, and like 37 games. He's near a point per game player. But he was 91 points last year in in, in 82 games, um, and he had I think 35 goals. You know, somewhere around 50 assists. I mean, um, you expected him to e- either equal or stay, stay uh, or, or even exceed that. He just hasn't done it. And again, I think you just attribute that to Ottawa it's just been they they don't even, they don't I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they 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 have no direction. Uh, they switched the coach um, uh, about two weeks ago. Um, they had a little bit of a nice start with that coach. No, that hasn't really worked either. They got a ton of young talent. Um, and overall, let's just face it, they're young. They're a very young team, a ton of talent. Uh, they're even their superstars um, like uh, Kachuk and Stutzley, They haven't been in the league that long, you know, so they even have young leadership as well. I think Drew is a great addition there, but they just need a little bit more. Uh, They're just young everywhere. And uh, their goaltending, of course, hasn't helped them at all. Um, And uh, I took Skinner and I at the 14th of the first bench spot because I really wanted to get a guy who uh, really I think he's the best of the bunch right now when it comes to Buffalo players. Um, I mean, he's not the player that Tate Thompson is, but he's been the most steady. Um, And he really is a guy that will get you a lot of shots on goal. Um, He's been pretty good on ice time as well. I think he's averaging over, you know, 18, 18 and a half minutes of ice time. So um, I liked kind of what I did at 12th, 13th and 14th rounds.
0: Yeah, then from there, we kind of uh, jumped in started filling out defenses for the most part, some bench spots, and then kind of finished up on goalies in the 17th, I Isaac Olmark from Boston. You came back and took Swayman from Boston in the 18th. You know, those guys have been splitting time for a team that's winning a ton of games. So even the fact that one of those guys isn't got a stranglehold on the number one job, they're getting enough action and on a team that wins enough that they're doing, uh, doing a nice job getting uh, wins, getting saves. So we kind of split the two Boston guys there. Fifteenth, um, uh, when Morgan Riley from Toronto Maple Leaves, then my guy Cider from Detroit in the sixteenth. Uh, then a couple more guys. I got. Uh, Chicharron from uh, Ottawa, 18. <laughs> uh, I always butcher his name. Save me with him. I always butcher his yeah,
1: name. Yeah, you got and You got Fair there as well. You. Yep. thank yep. well, you. And you know, JT, if you look at your defensive core with Dalian and Riley and follow with Cider, and I have Hedman, McAvoy, and Matheson, those two there together are pretty even, but your bottom three with Gosses Fair, and Sergeyev are way better than my Wallman, McCabe, and Sanderson. All right. They are. Uh, I'd say overall, you wanted defensive spots. I think last week you actually wanted defensive spots as well. And if you think about it, the majority of the time that you and I draft together in any in our home league, you like going defense, you know, and getting those guys that uh, still will actually, uh, you know, pepper the net with uh, shots on goal. They get a ton of hits and blocks as well and they have all those peripherals that really will just kind of average out the player and balance out the scoring and they're safe. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so that's kind of the way you went there and you got Bobrovsky, and you got Olmark as well. So your defense and goalies look pretty darn good. Again, I'm a little top-heavy, probably just like last week, (laughs) and you actually have a little bit more balance there with the defense and the goalie core.
0: Yeah, I tend to like to go with a little bit steadier defensive players. I know you really don't mind playing the waiver wire with those guys, dropping some of your low-end D guys, picking up a guy, getting some extra games in, playing that way. I like to kind of have my set uh, guys at the top there where I know I'm just going to play those guys every week. I don't have to worry about them. I know they're going to give me something. Um, so I think it's just different strategies on how you like to do that. I typically do that in a lot of our leagues where I think you typically don't go defense until you feel like you have to, and you feel like, Hey, if I can win at the other positions, I don't need defense as bad.
1: Yeah, JT, I, I think um, if listeners out there, it depends on the, the league and depends on the scoring and the format on uh, kind of how you're going to go in certain drafts. And I know it's a little odd. We're still talking about drafting at this point in the season and whatnot. But nevertheless, um, a lot of people can use uh, this conversation here we're having to really dictate what trades they may want to seek out. Right. So if we're talking about redraft, it's really kind of like. Who do we like? Who do we want right now? And that's kind of what we're doing. Um, but I, I I sent out a text to our league because I was very frustrated after I went on that trade frenzy I did about three weeks ago where I just made five trades in 24 hours. But I, I think I said in text thread, I said, I'll never deviate from what I normally do usually. And what I normally do um, is go forward heavy. And I actually round out my defensemen with bangers. Actually, get hits and they get blocks, and they'll actually guarantee me maybe three, four points a night. And I will actually then work the waiver wire for goalies. And I deviated from that this year, just thinking, you know what? I want to try to go ahead and try something a little bit different. I'll never do that again.
0: I know you were not happy about it. You're like, I knew I should have changed my strategy Uh, because you're always at the top of our league. And this is, uh, you're still in the mix of all the moves you made, but this is, uh, this has been one of the slowest starts I've ever seen out of you in one of our leagues. So
1: yeah, we're all bunched up. We're all bunched mm-hmm. up. I think we're all uh, the majority of the leagues between seven and five and, uh, and six and six and uh, five and seven there. I mean, we got a lot of hockey left to play. We got at least another eight weeks before the playoff starts. So it's, uh, it, it's going to be good. It's uh, And we got a trade deadline coming up here in our home league here in less than 10 days. I mean, so I expect a lot of activity. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what people do here in the next 10 days and what they do now or what they don't do is going to go ahead and dictate how the rest of the season is going to go.
0: toast, uh, so why don't you go, as we've kind of got through here, we're on our last couple bench guys. You took Hagel from Tampa Bay in the 16th, Duke from Buffalo in the 19th, I've, I rounded out my team with Middlesat from Buffalo in the 19th, uh, Norris from Ottawa in the 21st, and Rodriguez from Florida in the 23rd. Why don't you read down your lines uh, for anybody who's, who's not watching on YouTube, can't see uh, the list. Why don't you go ahead and read through your lines uh, one through uh, four?
1: Yep, great idea, JT. So my first line in the Atlantic division is, and I'll go left wing, center, right wing on all of these. All right, so I got Stamkos, Matthews, and Pasternak at line one. I got Marshawn, Barkov, and Marner, line two. And I got DeBrinket Tavares, and Batherson line three. Again, that's where the drop-off starts, all right, for both of us. And my line four is Verhege, Stutzley, and Cole Caulfield in round 17. Uh, J.T., why don't you go and do your first four lines and we will actually switch over to defense.
0: Yep. I uh, So I started things off going the same thing as uh, Toast said, left wing, uh, center, right wing. So I went with Nylander from the Maple Leafs, uh, Larkin from Detroit, and Kucherov from Tampa Bay. My second line was uh, Kachuk from Ottawa, Point from Tampa Bay, and then Ryan Hart from Florida as my right wing third line. I went Matthew Kachuk, the other Kachuk uh, from Florida, As my left winger, uh, Suzuki from Montreal as my center, and then Tage Thompson from Buffalo as my right winger. And then my fourth line uh, finishing out, Lucas Raymond from Detroit uh, as my left wing. uh, Giroux from Ottawa is uh, my center, and then Patrick Kane from the Detroit Red Wings. He finished things out for me on my front four
1: lines as my right wing. I would say that you're uh, um, our first and second lines are pretty even for the most part. I would say you won that third line. And also I'd say you, well, you know what? Maybe I won that third line with the Tavares and Batherson versus Kachuk, Suzuki and Thompson. But again, Kachuk and Thompson in the beginning of the season would have won. All right. They yeah, just I think, think you right
0: got now. the, I think I've got the high upside on that third line. But yes. I think if you go today with the way the guys are performing right now, you have, you have that third line right now.
1: Yep, and I would say that fourth line, we're pretty even. We're pretty mm-hmm. even. Uh, Verhage is a high goal scorer. He's not going to get you a whole lot of assists. He's going to shoot the puck a whole lot. He'll score in bunches there in Florida. We already talked about Patrick Kane and Lucas Raymond uh, in detail as well. So I really think we're fairly even on the fourth line. I would say that maybe I have the slight advantage when it comes to forwards. Just slight, Mm -hmm. though. If I actually got a 9 out of 10, you got an 8 out of 10. I mean, you're – so – but we talked about with defense, and I'll go ahead and list my defensemen. I got Hedman and McAvoy on my top pairing. Um, Matheson and Wallman. And I think that's – Wallman is where uh, the – it drops off a little bit. but Again, again, Wallman's been pretty good for Detroit. Um, He gets – he he will actually fill out a stat sheet. There's no doubt about it. Um, And I get McCabe. And Sanderson is my third pairing there. Uh, McCabe is really behind Riley. He's their best defenseman. Um, They got him in a trade from Chicago, um, I think, two years ago. I don't know, last year, year before, whatever, I can't remember. But nevertheless, he's been pretty darn good. And Sanderson, again, as we talked about with Ottawa, unbelievably young team. I think they got a lot of talent. Uh, I watch a ton of Ottawa games. They just need more experience. That's all. They're lacking leadership. Uh, so, but JT, go ahead and, uh, let's, let's see what you got at defense.
0: Yeah. So then me, I, I kind of jumped in, I uh, got things started off in the seventh round, uh, with Darlene from Buffalo Sabres. He was my top defense line. Then I came back with Morgan Riley from the Maple Leafs in the 15th round to kind of finish out that first line. Uh, then I went with Cider from Detroit and, uh, I always want to call him Chicharron. I don't know why Chickren. I want to call him that Chicharron. First, I think, uh, I don't know why I always want to call him Chicharron. I do it all the time. And every time I say it, I know I say it. I I do it every time. But he's uh, my second liner from Ottawa. uh, Gossiper from Detroit. And then Sergeyev from Tampa Bay. That was my third line, which I actually was really happy uh, filling those two guys out in my third line. And then goalies, when Bobrovsky from Florida and Allmark from from Boston. So I know we talked about this. I think I got... The defense, just because I think my defense is a little deeper yep. than yours. I just think the defense side, deeper than yours. Goalies, I feel like we're right there together. Obviously, Vizilevsky uh, coming back from Tampa Bay is huge. Bob has been much improved for Florida, so I think he's a little bit higher than maybe we thought he would be this year. And then we're splitting the Boston guys who are just on a fantastic team, and they're both playing well. So I think uh, we're, we're pretty even there. But, man, the big thing – I took away from this and I I know it every year, but man, when you break these down by divisions, you just realize all the talent in this Atlantic. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. The Atlantic definitely is a better division uh, for fantasy players uh, than the central division was we did uh, last week. There's no doubt about it. Now the central division, they got a couple of top heavy guys. And, you know, we, we, we talked about um, you know, with with McKinnon and we, we talked about guys like uh, Robertson and hence and uh, Pavelski you know, and you got Philip Forsberg, and you got Bedard. Um, so I mean, it, it, but nothing like the, this top. I mean, the top five, six, seven guys here—they're combined. They're in another league. You know, so this was a little bit more fun. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this one. Uh, JT, uh, you know, as we kind of wrap this up here before we kind of wrap up and we, we do our uh, final face-off, uh, kind of like we did with the last uh, last week with the Western Division. Um, who do you, who do you like, uh, you know, playoff wise, moving forward here? Uh, who do you really like to win this division? As yeah, before, we're I, talking about non fantasy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're we're just talking about you know where we're at in this year. I mean, this is just we knew this was going to be a good division this year. I think it's even more competitive than we originally thought coming in. Uh, yeah, it's just it's tough, tough, tough not to take Boston with how good they've been. I mean, they just have been so fantastic this year. Obviously, coming off the record breaking year last year, you know, they were phenomenal. Again, they're sitting right now, 52 points there in first. I really, uh, are they're in the uh, eastern area. The, so I really like Boston there a lot. I'm probably taking Boston, to be honest with you. That's my guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take them to win the division. Uh, from there, a lot of these other teams I like, it's going to be close. I think Florida gets in. I think Toronto gets in. Um, to me, I think you get Tampa in there. because I just think Tampa is, is a, another one of those teams that uh is just got too much talent not to be there in the end. So in the Atlantic, those are the teams I, I kind of I think are going to make it. Now, the question for me is I think the Red Wings are on that, just on that line. I think they're right there. The question is, can they keep pace with like the New Jersey devils and the Philadelphia flyers? Like that to me is the big question mark for them out of the Atlantic is can they stay with those top five teams, top four teams, five teams in the Atlantic can Detroit slide in there. I think Boston, Florida, Toronto and Tampa are going to do it. I think those teams are in for sure. Um, It's just can Detroit who's been a little, we've talked about this been a little bit better uh, than we thought they were going to be. They've, they've, hit some uh, tough times here of late uh, as they've kind of come back to earth a little bit. Uh, And I think now they're sitting at 40 points, 18, 16, and four uh, of late here. So they've come back to earth a little bit. They're still right in that mix. I do think overall, I think they're right there with Philadelphia talent wise. So I think they can get ahead of Philly. Uh, I think they can get ahead of Washington. I still am expecting New Jersey uh, in the Metro to come out and finally really started turning it on and kind of getting higher and getting more back back in there right now. They're sitting just outside the playoffs. I think they're, I think they're second or third outside the playoffs, but I think that's a team that's going to be in the mix. I obviously as a Red Wings fan, I'd love to see the wings uh, make it, but I like to see where they're, I like the progress they've made so far uh, this year. And and I've loved what they've done with Kane and, and some of these other guys.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. That's perfect. And, uh, um. Uh, go ahead and mark it down, JT. Uh, Detroit's making the playoffs. Uh, There'll be a wild card team this year, um, and the reason I say that is is uh, right now Washington um, and Pittsburgh are in front of them or, or or tied with them. They're not nearly as good as Detroit, um, and uh, Washington will just defense you to death. Um, play that slug game where they don't really allow a whole lot of shots on goal. They won't take a whole lot of shots on goal. And I cannot believe they're 18, 12 and six right now. I really can't. I, I, I can't believe it. Uh, I I just don't think they're that good. And Pittsburgh, I've watched a lot of Pittsburgh's game um, this year. Uh, they're a mess. Uh, they're 18, 14 and four and they're a mess. Um, I mm-hmm. like Detroit and I like their balance. I like the way they're going. And again, I trust their goaltending a little bit more. Um, and so uh, Alex Lyon um, and, and Huso, they've had some injuries kind of at goaltending. But honestly, they've all been pretty good. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. They've been better than expected. Um, the team that Detroit needs to worry about is Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Philadelphia, um, th- they actually have developed a new culture there. Um And really given they, they got a good goaltender and Carter Hart um, and they're a young team that I wouldn't even say they've overperformed. They're just pretty darn good. They're up and coming. Um, so I would say Detroit needs to worry about Philly. And, and if I don't really think you need to worry about Washington and Pittsburgh, New Jersey, again, the goaltending is just oh, bad. Man. They're bad. Um, again, tonight they won 6, three. Um, I think Mercer had a couple goals tonight. I picked him up on the waiver wire. That was super nice. Uh, I'm actually going against John McGlynn, our buddy here. Sorry, McGlynn, uh, picked up Mercer just trying to maximize those starts with Jersey. He ended up having a pretty good game. He's been on a heater. but I, I like Detroit out all those teams. I really really do. Um, I, I agree with you with Boston. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs, of course. Um, it, it, it really with Boston. It comes down to, again, we talked about culture, culture with Boston, man. They know how to win. They know how to get it done. Uh, they've been there. They've done that. And it's the same thing with Tampa Bay. They're going to make it. Tampa Bay's going to make it. They're finally getting their team together. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Florida to be the division winner. Um, and really, I just like, again, what Florida's done. Um, they it, they got off to a little bit of a slow start coming out of the gate. We talked about that early on in the few, first few episodes. You had a little bit of a cup hangover there. They played late into the season. Um, and the reason I say that is, is Barkos played really darn good. I don't see Reinhardt slowing down at all. And I really see Matthew Kachuk picking it up. They got Ekblad they got, uh, and Montour back. They haven't played well since they got back at all. They got to play better. I expect Florida to be better, and honestly, when I say expect Florida to be better, right now they're sitting at 48 points at 23-12-2 and two through 37 games. They're right there. I think Florida wins this division.
0: Yeah, I like that pick because I, I thought Florida, to me, you know, I agree with you. I thought a little bit of the hangover from the long playoff run last year. I expected a more out of them, and that's what you love to see when you're like, ah, I kind of expect more from this team, and this team is already right in the mix. I mean, so that's that to me. I think is is a good sign for them. I think Bob has really played well in goal. I think that's that's been a huge benefit for them. I think me and you we're you know we're on board uh, with those other guys. We're on board with Tampa, um, everybody else. I think those teams are are really good, and I think it's it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight here in the Atlantic, and it's going to be a fight in the East uh, for those last couple spots. Because I really think New Jersey's get eventually. If they can get any kind of goaltending, we'll pick it up. I think the Red Wings are going to be in the mix, and like you said, it's like everybody's been waiting for the Flyers. They've been waiting for him to kind of put it together. Hart had a down year last year. He kind of looks like the guy everybody thought he was going to be two years yep. ago, and so I think they—they're that team. Where you're like, oh, you, you kind of forgot about him, and you're and you start looking through that lineup, and you're like, this team is
1: pretty talented, and JT, and JT connect me has taken it to another level with that team. Uh, a, a young star in the making with Konechny. And you got John Tortorella coming in. Man, I tell you what, everybody can say what they want about Tortorella and uh, that uh, he's just a little bit of an odd guy and uh, really a kind of a hard ass and uh, this and that. But, man, everywhere he goes, he gets results. They play good defense. They got good goaltending. Um, they play the right way. And in the playoffs, that's a team that can be pretty darn sneaky. So, again, I like the wings. I like your wings, but I really the team you got to worry about the Flyers. Um, but um, I, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. We're we're halfway through the season. Um, I'm just going to ask the listeners now: uh, go go to go to YouTube, give us a like. Uh, please do that. Uh, go to Spotify, give us a like as well. Um, give us a retweet on Twitter. Um, JT, I'm biased, all right, but this is a good podcast. Uh, we, we we've had a lot of fun. We've been in our list. There's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, good content. Uh, a lot of good advice. Uh, coming out of here and uh, I can still continue to butcher you with all the, the names or uh, make fun of you, all the <laughs> names you butcher, you know, uh, and that's good. We're going to continue to uh, maybe come up hey, our shelf a little hockey, bit. And, uh, I leave the yeah. hockey
0: names up to you, man. I got too many football and basketball my, and names on the brain. I'm remembering yes. all those guys. And then I just, I always know if I butcher the hockey name, I know you're going to save me. So that's all that you're, you're my nice backup plan there. You always, you always save me when I go uh, off the rails uh, with a pronunciation.
1: Yeah, and I think next week uh, what we'll do is we'll head back to the Western Conference and go ahead and finish off that conference, and we'll do a Pacific Division redraft, and uh, we'll have some fun with that. Um, that's another division that I would say is pretty top-heavy. It's going to be pretty close to the Atlantic Division. There's a lot of forwards in there, a lot of talent, so uh, I'm pretty excited to do that.
0: Yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining us. For Brian Clark. I'm JT. You've been listening to NHL Around the Ice on The Stew with JT Brew. Go give us that like and subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Ask us questions. Anything you want to know. Future uh, videos, what you'd like to talk about, we're happy to listen and, and bring that on. Follow me on the X at JT Orange. Follow Toast at Toast Clark. We'll check you guys next time. Thank you for joining us on the stew. Uh, you up on trades and why your moves you ain't designed to lose find you jumping over seemingly nothing racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch can drop release we started with the mock draft and now we make a